Welcome to the Spurs News Podcast, your home for all things Spurs. And now, let's join our hosts. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Spurs News Podcast. I am Sam and I'm joined again by my good friend Matt. How you doing, buddy? Sam, the kids are back at school. <laughs> um, or, or is it safe to say you're pleased about this? Yeah, news? just just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, listen, I love I love the little cherubs, but oh god, six weeks. I couldn't have done another day more. Honestly, that that another day would have broken me. I think. <laughs> I like that. One more day would have broken me. Not not just it was a pain. It was it would have. It would have been like, okay. It would have been like that that Monty Python sketch, wouldn't it? With the uh, the wafer thin mint, you know. Would have, have you done seen the sketch? <laughs> yeah, That's all no, it took to break him. <laughs> yeah, that was it. That was it. He was gone. Yeah. No. Well, the, the the expression "the straw that broke the camel's back" is so true as well, especially <laughs> yeah. with summer holidays. If we have parents listening to us, I wonder how many are enjoying that moment with you right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's a lot. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's, it's another podcast. It's a new day. Uh, everyone can hear Matt's jubilant. Um, <laughs> I mean, to be honest with you, the bit of a downside is it's the first podcast we have ever done off the back of a defeat. Oh man, yeah. we're a new podcast, so this is our first season. You know, talking all things Spurs. We did a few World Cup specials, but obviously, it's a Tottenham podcast, so. Yeah, England got to the semi-finals, which far outstripped all of our expectations. So them getting knocked out there was, yeah, gutting, but, you know, it was what it was. So this is our first post-defeat podcast. How are you holding up? Oh, it's a difficult one, isn't it? You know, I, I try to be pragmatic whenever we lose and, you know, try to see the positives and things. It, it's, it's a really bizarre one because... The, the, the first uh, three games we played this season, which we've won, yeah. we've had kind of a bit of a poor first half and lucky to, you know, not to be behind at half time. And I, I yeah. think with that game, I actually thought I oh, will go on and comfortably win this in the second half. They'll tire. And when we scored that goal to go 1 0 up, I thought, oh, we'll score a couple more. I, I genuinely did not see it coming, but they just, I don't know, they just come back to life, didn't they? And then as, well, soon, as soon as they did, there was only going to be one result, wasn't it? I talk about it a lot. Momentum in sports huge. Mm. This is why you know, there's strange sayings in football, but you know the whole like one nils are not a very comfortable scoreline. It's amazing how many games where a team's one nil up they then lose. Um, it, momentum, you know, things just change. They got that goal, and all of a sudden they look like world beaters. Yeah, um, and yeah. every cross into the box suddenly looked dangerous. It, it, yeah, it was it was frustrating, frustrating. But then again, the first four games have been kind of frustrating performance-wise. We talked about the Man United result; it was an incredible result, winning three 0 at Old Trafford, fantastic result. But performance-wise, I've seen us play so much better than that. Yeah, sure. You know, and and it just Newcastle game first game up the same. We won the game, but you know we didn't really do anything impressive. Um, so yeah, we, we've kind of won three games without clicking into gear yet, which can often be kind of a good sign. Uh, but th- th- this game, 
Watford managed to get that goal and then like you said you know there was only one winner from then mm. it's funny as well because um, we forget don't we that a lot of our players haven't had a proper rest have they and haven't had a no. pre-season really have they you know they no they haven't it's funny because when before the <clears throat> before the the first game of the season I think we might have even discussed it on the podcast we wasn't sure uh, actually I was doing it with Dan wasn't I we wasn't sure who was going to play because we yeah. genuinely just wasn't sure you know we just you know who are going are these players that have just literally played two or three weeks ago are going to play or and yep. everyone started didn't they all the all the yeah. a lot of the players that had played in the world cup very very recently before the game so i know they i know they've had a rest and although you know it's, it's come out that kane hasn't really has he you know, he's just no. i think he was back the next day wasn't he yeah well he wanted to be he was yeah. forced to take a couple of weeks but you just like kane for example I think the last five seasons he's played through four of the summers, so he's had one summer off. Mm. I I feel that he shouldn't be playing in these internationals right now. Um, I I think someone should have sat down with him and said, "You've got a long career ahead of you, Harry." Um, yes, this is the new Nations League. They're still friendlies, yeah, <laughs> you know. Exactly, they're yeah. branding it. They're doing all this stuff to try and gain interest. Because, whoa, shock horror! No one wanted to pay for these games anymore. Yeah. Um, but really, protect himself. This international break could have been perfect for those World Cup players, especially to you know get a bit of training under. But you know, do a bit of the preseason, have a break as well. Yeah. Of um. Course. So, I, I find the fact that. Our players played at the World Cup, have come back, played these games, and are being dragged off again. And it's not just at Tottenham. I know it's happening at other clubs as well. I, I think it's madness. Well, the only club, I tell you, the club who I've looked at their call-ups and withdrawals, and I'm just shaking my head, it's Manchester City. Yeah, I saw this. Yeah, they've had a lot of withdrawals, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like a massive, like, uh, I think eight of their first 11. Uh, of withdrawn for different reasons. I bet they all play the next Man City game. Yeah, and 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 that's the, that's the thing, isn't it, Sam? Because like you say, that it's, it's being rebranded to be like a competition, but they are just friendlies, aren't they? You know, in effect, yeah. and yeah. that's that's all they are. And and you know, when you when you've got you know with the with the Premier League and and everything that comes with it and the money that's involved, you can understand why like clubs are hesitant or in Man City's case pulling them away. You know, yeah. this is the, this needs to be your focus. You know, it's different. It's a different story when they're playing qualifiers or in the you know for the for the for the uh, World Cup or you know for yeah. the Euros. But I, I I completely agree with what what Man City are doing, and I wish we would as well. I really wish we would. Yeah, well, I find it difficult because. I am still very much, uh, you know, playing for your country should mean something. And I think Harry Kane, for example, playing for England means everything to him. The fact that he's been given the captain's armband for the World Cup meant the world to him. Yeah, of course. And I think he is the sort of person that if he gets a phone call when he's 40 years old with a half, you know, dodgy knees and they say, Harry, injury crisis, we need you to play for England, he'd go, yep. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely, yeah. He yeah. just, he wouldn't tur- turn it down, he wouldn't say no. He, and I think it, it's a problem where someone almost needs to step in and just say to him, you know, the way you're going, you know, you've had one summer off out of the last five years, it's not about prioritising Tottenham for a moment. It's just prioritising himself. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's right. Because, like you say, I mean, he's, he's still relatively young. He's only twenty-five, isn't he? But yep. you know, if if he wants to 
prolong his career and have a long career, then he needs to look yeah. after himself. It goes. It's a rule for life, really, isn't it? I mean, yeah, like, I'm, I'm going to be 40 next year, and I'm getting to the age now where if I don't look after myself, it's going to, you know, it's, gonna, yeah. it's, it's it's you can't hide it anymore, can you? No, and, no, and, no. And, yeah, and, that's, right. and a lot of what, what you get, you find a lot of pe- people's kind of ailments are from what, the way they abuse themselves when they were young, you know? So Yeah, I, I, time, yeah. yeah. I, mean, uh, every, I mean, every injury I've got, I can trace back quite happily to playing rugby. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and it's madness, really. But um, focusing on the Watford thing then for a moment, I've got something which might make you laugh. And you may know this already. People listening may know this already. So uh, the reaction on our Facebook page to the defeat to Watford, um, I'd categorise it as insane, <laughs> to be honest with you, because we had stuff being said on our Facebook page. Uh, and I mean, let me just put this out there as well. You know that old adage, there's no news like bad news. People, yeah. you know, people love bad news. Yeah. When it comes to supporting Tottenham, what I've noticed is we post, we've beat Manchester United 3-0. That post on Facebook had about a thousand interactions. What that means is, out of the fifty-four thousand people who like the page, interact on it on a fairly regular basis, only one thousand of them either liked or commented on that post. It's about two percent, isn't it? It's, it's yeah. a small percentage. Yeah. We beat Man United three 0 Old Trafford, and that was it. We lost to Watford away two one. I I looked. We had over 20,000 interactions on that post with 100 plus comments and rants and arguments like the threads that went off and are still going on to this day. I log into our page and I'm still reading my way through threads of people bickering and arguing after that result. Yeah. I, I get it. I get sometimes you, you vent, your frustration gets the better of you. And to be honest with you, I've had to learn through managing that Facebook page over the years to just let that happen. Yeah, sure. And then engage later. Because if you engage right away, it's a waste of time. Yeah, when the emotions wanna, are higher. Yeah. People just want to fight. Yeah, they, sure. You know, they just yeah. kind of want to let that out. Yeah. And they want someone to say to them, oh, come on, that's not true. And so they can lay into them. And... I've often found, and I, I, people must post things deliberately to get that fight, like, yeah, you know, to get yeah. that reaction, just to let out that bit of angst. Now, something I, I find quite interesting is something I do, uh, you know, putting myself out here as sounding a little bit sad here, but it's something that makes me laugh is when I see comments on posts sometimes, I'll often just screenshot it, stick it to one side, just so I can see if that person crops up again. Either keeping that same opinion or completely destroying it. Yeah. Manchester United post. I'm not going to name this person, but if you're listening, you know it was you. <laughs> we beat Man United 3 now. This person posted this, okay? Go Did on. these word for word. Best thing about this result is seeing Harry Kane hit full form. All the idiots talking about how he's looking tired, how he's looking this, how he's looking that. Nonsense. The bloke was phenomenal against Fulham and against Manchester United tonight. Okay? Yep. We lost 2-1 to Watford. The exact same person wrote, What the hell is going on with Harry Kane? He's not (laughs) been the same since last November. (laughs) Is it the England knackered him? Is he still injured? I don't know what's going on, but the guy needs to be dropped. And it just goes to show 
how not signing sufficient backup for him is going to oh, bite us in the ass. God. <laughs> Those games were, what, a week apart? Oh, jeez, jeez, jeez. Exact same person. Yeah. And those are the two comments. I've been running that Facebook page for a few years now. I've got to find ways to make myself laugh. (laughs) And that is one of the ways I do it. I get going on there and ranting sometimes, but come on, that's just moronic, right? Yeah. Do you know know what, Sam? I I found as I've got older, it's it's helped as I've got older, but don't get me wrong, right? I'm, I'm... Diehard Spurs fan. I live and breathe Spurs. Indeed, you, know. you are. Yeah, you know that. But I, I, as I as I'm getting as I'm kind of getting older, I'm kind of not becoming so uh, angry, reactionary to a defeat. Look, I, I, after the Watford game, I was gutted, and it it, it does ne- obviously it negatively affects your mood. You know, you you're, you're in a it, yeah, it put me in a bad mood, and you know, my, my wife's as as probably most uh, uh, husbands, and I'm, I'm trying not to sound sexist when I say this because it's normally yeah. men who watch. But she'll say to me, "Oh, it's only football. You know, you shouldn't get down about it." And after a while, that sinks in, and you're like, "Yes, it is just a football game. I've got my two gorgeous children in the back of the car driving home, and that's yeah. the important thing. I understand that, but you, you you can't help but be disappointed." But I I find, especially when you look on social media, and I mean, obviously with our page, and you, you see it, you know. If I go on Facebook, there'll be other things as well from Spurs supporters. But there is, there, there is that just that kind of re- reactionary anger, you know, and it's all... Yeah. I mean, the, the one for me, which really annoyed me, and I have to admit, I kind of... Um, not, not Maybe, I don't know if I was looking for an argument or I just kind of wanted to wanted the people to explain it more, Yeah, that is the, the goalkeeping thing. So, uh, Vorm got a load of abuse from a lot of people on social media, right? Now, yeah. my, now I understand this is just my opinion. Like, this is just my opinion. But yeah. my opinion is that both those goals, there's not really much he could have done with either of them. No. They, they were both and, bullets. And Larice would have watched them save yeah. as well. They were, they they were, were both bullets, bullet weren't headers. they? Yeah. So, so he, 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 and I mean, he, he's, a, he's a professional goalkeeper who's played in lots of games so if he had had a, if he if in his mind like if he if it had been time for him to react he would have reacted but there just Sorry, wasn't mate, time is, is this the thread where someone started talking about his height oh yes <laughs> <laughs> like, and again I don't, I don't want to pick so obviously we won't mention names I don't want to sort no, of pick no, no, don't, but, but we're no, having don't. someone saying that Gazaniga should have played because he's tall you know yeah. and, and yeah. what frustrates me and, and this is the thing for me it's not it's not even Vorm I mean I'm happy to take Vorm out of the argument it's frustrating for me that, from again, my, just my opinion, that that people are just screaming for Gazaniga to start. Why isn't Gazaniga starting? Why isn't he yeah. starting? He's he pl- he played one solitary Premier League game for us against yes, Crystal Palace, yeah. like, and it, and it was it was a it was a clean sheet. He pulled off some good saves. Don't get me wrong, he had a good game, but it's just one game. He's got yep. very very little Premier League experience. Uh, you know, he, he played for was it Southampton for a while, and, yep. and and the argument I get as well. And we we, t- we actually this reminded me of our conversation about. Um, do you know what? I'm, I've forgotten him so much. I've actually forgotten his name. The, the guy that caused all the problems with us, and then ended up going to France. Uh, the, the the youngster that we had. Um, oh, uh, Rio Griffiths. There you go, Rio Griffiths. That's, that's how much yeah. I've completely uh, eradicated from my I'm mind. I'm actually proud of you <laughs> for getting his name. Well done. Yeah. But it, it's like this: this people screaming at us that he should play. He should play. Yeah. Why isn't he playing? Like 
and so and, and the argument I've, I get quite a lot of when when I go on social media is you know he, play, he he's brilliant for the under twenty threes or not even yeah. that just no. he's solid he plays he, you know he does all right they they're two different kettles of fish they completely are like yeah. he, he's he's the third sorry this sounds like a complete rant I appreciate this but he's the no th- no you carry on mate th- I'm just grabbing a drink <laughs> <laughs> he's the third choice goalkeeper for a reason because he's the third yeah. best goalkeeper we've got at the club. You know, it, it, there's, there's there's no argument for it. You know, it, it, like if 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 Vorm's injured and um and Lloris is injured, then yeah, by all means, we're going to have to play him because he's a third choice goalkeeper. But Vorm's the second choice because he, he's he's played more, he's got more yeah. experience. You know, and yeah, it's, yeah I find it frustrating. I really do. Unfortunately, backup keepers are kind of on a hiding to nothing. Um, unless they're a young academy keeper, people tend to like you know if. If we've been playing, you know, uh, let's imagine on the day of kickoff for that game, Lasagna Gate strikes and we're down to our fourth choice goalkeeper. Sure. Those two goals sailing, everyone goes, oh, poor kid didn't have a chance. Yeah, yeah. Because this form, he is experienced and the guy's played a lot of games for us and has done very well. Yeah. If it's a clean sheet or anything like that, well, Hugo would have done that anyway. Mm. You know, it makes no difference. Mm. If he concedes a goal, immediately, and I mean immediately, on our page, you'll see, oh, Vorm. And and I and I always look at it and just go, really? Seriously? I've just watched, like, someone smash the ball past him from five yards. Two defenders were stood there doing <laughs> yeah. nothing. Oh, do you know, do you know what well, the argument to that is, Sam? I, I, when I, the counter-argument to it was, well, he should have organised his defenders better. That's one of the counter-arguments I had. Ah, fair <laughs> point, actually. Yeah, fair <laughs> point, yeah. Bloody Vaughan. Honestly, <laughs> ever since he got made our defensive coach, it's all been down. Oh, wait, no, he hasn't. Oh, that's actually down to the coaching and the setup. Um, but anyway, I've got something. Something to probably make you laugh or possibly make you cry. Yeah, cheer me up, mate. Cheer me up. <laughs> now, look, so the Watford result wasn't good. The main reason why it wasn't good is because we didn't play well, and I think a lot of us went into that game expecting to win. Mm. I felt our players went into it expecting to win and Pochettino hit the nail on the head with, you know, I hate losing, (laughs) you know, and you just got to look at that guy to know he was not happy. Yeah, sure. But, you know, it's like, it's the kick in the pants perhaps a few people here needed because this is the Premier League. You take your foot off the pedal, you're going to lose. But here's something interesting. So, uh... 2018-2019 2018-2019 season is where we are. We've played four games and now we've got the international break and we've got nine points. We've won three games, lost one. Okay? Yep. In 2015-16, from our first four games, we had three points. Okay. And we finished third. In the 2016-17 season, we actually had eight points from our first four games. We finished second. Last season, 17-18, we only had seven points from our first four games. We finished third. We've got nine. Yeah. People need to calm down. The amount of times over the last few years I've heard people say it would have been better to lose one of those draws and win the other two draws than have the three draws. That could be what happens here. Mm-hmm. So just calm down. You, you know, it's disappointing. Yeah, but you know, like I've just pointed out, we're actually doing better already than we have in our last three 
might I point out, most successful years in the Premier League ever. Uh, do you know what, Sam? I, com- I completely agree with you, but do you know yeah. f- what I know that's going through the mind of a few people? Shoot. It, it's... Well, you know, we only finished third and second in those in those seasons. You know, we yeah. want to win the league, and and and, yeah. and this is what this is what annoys me, right? So I, don't get me wrong, right? I I would, oh god, I, I'm let's not talk about tattoos, but I would do something very very dramatic if we won the league. Right? No, no, no. We are circling back to tattoos at some point during this podcast. You can't you can't just say it in skirt fast. Um, but yeah, but you're, I, you're quite right. I, I would give it, yeah, I, I, but. That what I don't like, what I don't, what 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 uh, grinds my gears, should we say, is this sense of enti- like we we, sh- we should be winning the league, you know, like what, yeah. what we should be because of Levy, we've not won the league, you know, and I I, 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 I what I always say whenever I hear, I hear that is, you know, you, you look at for example Manchester United, okay, so they've they had years and years of success, they won numerous league, I mean they won them for fun, didn't they, the leagues? And, yeah, yeah. Right, so. Where they are now, they've got every right to be disgruntled and say, we should be doing better, we should be top of the league. Right? You've got every right to do it. But with us, we, we've, we, we asked what in the league in the 60s, you know? Like, well, where's this sense of entitlement and we should be winning it, you know? We're, 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 we're doing far better than... Like, we, we, we speak about it, don't we, on podcasts, you know, compared to how much we pay agents, compared to how much we pay yeah. for, 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 um, for signings. We're nowhere near the other teams. We are punching yeah. well and truly above our weight. We are doing so well for where we are, for, for what budget we've got, you know. So there, there, yeah. this, there shouldn't be this sense of, well, we, we should be doing better, we should be top, we should be first. No, we shouldn't, you know. <laughs> I mean, lovely if we, we are there, but we're not. But why, do we, why, why should we be entitled to be there, you know? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, kind of, there are some that certainly project this point of entitlement. Like with the Watford result, people seem to think that we were entitled to win that game. Yeah, you got to go out and win. I, I also come across this quite a lot, and we've talked about it before as well. Where I don't understand the only getting a joy from trophies. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. You know, I've I talked about it on the podcast. In 136 years, Tottenham's birthday was yesterday. I think it was happy birthday, Spurs. Yeah, happy birthday, Tottenham. Um, yeah, buggers. <laughs> Love hate relationship. I feel really, if there was one. Do you know? I was actually I feel really bad now because they send me a card every year and I forgot to send them one. I feel really bad. Well, you should actually. I, I sent a card. You're an awful person. Um, but no, seriously, no. 136 year history. We've won like 15 trophies. Um, and some of them were double, so 13 years. So it's something like out of 136 years, only 13 of them have ended with trophies. Mm-hmm. And yet people are, that's the be all and end all to their existence, their love of football, their love of the club. Now, Tottenham haven't won a trophy in years. And yet it, it just, it, I don't understand it. I would love to watch us win a trophy. Of course I would. Yeah, of course, me but too. But my life is not going to be changed by Tottenham lifting a trophy. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, you know, you can imagine, right? It's a Sunday afternoon. It's the final day of the Premier League. We have an Aguero moment with Harry Kane oh, slamming the God. ball into the net. We all go crazy. We all drink. We all go mad. We've just seen the Tottenham lift the Premier League trophy. We all go to work Monday. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it, it's bad and normal. I yeah, don't, I yeah, don't get it. Yeah. Last season, we finished third. We didn't have a trophy. People were annoyed, angry, disgruntled. 
Ooh, when's the new shirt out? <laughs> Ooh, when's when's this happening? Mm. Oh, I wonder if we're going to sign anyone. Okay, probably too soon to talk about that. <laughs> but but you see what I mean? It's like life goes on, yeah, and, sure. and a trophy lifting that trophy as much as we'd all love to see any trophy, you know, just because it's a great day. You yeah. know, I remember us winning the League Cup. Uh, we beat Chelsea. Uh, I was with my brother, and we were just uh, we were a friend of his. He was a Chelsea fan. You know, it wasn't such a great day for him, but yeah. we had a right good time. Yeah, you know, yeah. it just there are memories built around that. But I've also got loads of instances and memories of built around just watching Spurs play, yeah, just playing a game, enjoying it. Yeah. We got a three 0 win at Old Trafford, and you know that was great. Our result was great. We didn't, I, like I said earlier, I don't think we played that well, but that result. I'm going to remember that for years. Yeah, you're right. And like when 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 um because like my children were asleep when when the game was on. It was on the Monday night, wasn't it? And, and my, my daughter was, and she got up. Oh, bless and, her. and I let her stay up to watch the end. Oh. And when she said, "Oh, can I?" I said, "Yeah, of course you can. This probably won't happen again." <laughs> yeah, 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 enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> it, it possibly but, won't. But with, with 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 um, me with with my with my children because I I've kind of like they're still quite young. They're only six and three at the moment. Yeah. So in the past when. You know, there's been a game on, and they've been in the house or in the lounge or, or whatever, wherever yeah. they've been sitting. I've literally frightened the life out of them to the point where their their eyes widen and they scream in fear. So I've now I've now kind Ooh. of perfected the the silent celebration, and, <laughs> and knowing they were both upstairs asleep, I, what I what I literally do is just stand up and spin around and just whisper to myself yes in just this ecstatic uh, moment, you know. And um, and it's like you say, like sorry, sorry, can you hang on one sec, um, Matt. His wife, if you're listening, I need a video of this, and and I I need that, please. Thank you, thank you. Sorry, Matt. Carry on. Do, do, do you know what though? I completely, I completely understand what you're saying, and it's not something I've, I've thought about too much. But as an example, right? So you you, you look at that Man City uh, t- uh, game when they won the title. Yeah. So that if you if you could, if you imagined that Man City was Spurs and Man United were Arsenal, yep. it's it's like. With like a minute to go, Arsenal yeah. are going to win the league, yeah. and then I within mean, five yeah. minutes we win the league. You yeah. you would just you, I would just honestly that the moment would be um and it it would probably like the, the when the third goal in win against Man United it's probably times in that by a hundred but oh, it's still time, it's still yeah. a moment you know and it, and you and you, don't get me wrong you you live off it like for the next two or three days. I was yep. ecstatic that we'd beat Man United, and every time yep. I went on social media or bumped into a Man United fan, I took great pleasure in you know in ribbing S- them about smiling, it. You know? yeah. yeah, exactly. But it fades, doesn't it? And and it's yeah. the same. And and it, I'm not I'm not trying to see because I don't want people to listen. And I don't know if you, you want the same thing for you, but I don't want people to listen and think well you don't think a trophy is important. Then I do. I I would love a trophy, but it's not the be all and end all, is it? It's 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 the and and I've got another just quickly before I forget another yeah. uh, thought that, that enters my mind was you get a, I get a lot of a stick off West Ham fans right so, uh, <laughs> they love it right they they're worse sorry. than Ar- they lost worse sorry. than Arsenal fans right but sorry did you just say you get stick not, off not, of not, West Ham United not, not fans? so much not so much the first three or four games of this season they've been really quiet you know which is really I'm, I'm weird sorry but just the notion of them giving <laughs> us sticks hilarious but they've been they've actually been quite quiet but last season I mean you know it took us a while to win our first game uh, at yep. Wembley Every every game, I'd get a, te- a text off a particular West Ham fan who'd just say, you know, still haven't won at Wembley yet. But whenever I, whenever I I talk about like uh, my love of supporting Spurs, the yeah. comeback would always be, but what have you won? But what have you won? You're going to win the same as us this year. Nothing. What have you won? Right? Yeah. And and what he what he misses what he misses 
that the, the point I think he misses is that, like you know, like like I've, I've said many times, I'm a, this my, that was my first season as a season ticket holder. Every yeah. every game, except for maybe the, that first two or three games, I was thoroughly entertained. I would come I, away I, from. I remember that. us talking about it. <laughs> yeah, I would come away from every game thinking, "Wow, what a game!" Like you know, and I, I understand yeah. we we mo- we won most of them, you know. Yep. But 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 like for example, t- on next week, I mean. You know, obviously, with all the problems with with the ground. So, uh, as uh, uh, there are there are problems with the ground. <laughs> yeah. So this is brand new information. <laughs> so, so with the, um, I, I'm sure all other season ticket holders who are listening to me uh, uh, know all this. But so we we've been we get basically get refund. So the the, yeah. the Man City games now are going to be at Wembley. So we're basically being refunded every game as one nineteenth of of the season ticket for every game that's being played at Wembley. Yeah. So, but what they're actually doing is they're giving us priority and buying the, the uh, you can actually buy your seat that you had last year. So I've yeah. taken that option. So uh, for the Liverpool game, I'm going to be sitting in the same seat that I sat in last season. I can't wait. Oh, but um, my, my they're, 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 I don't know if this, I'm sure I haven't seen it last season. I don't know if this is a new thing they're doing, but they're actually giving you the opportunity to buy three guest tickets. So my, my dad, who's nearly 70, um, it's it's is a, a senior citizen, so where he he could sit next to me for twenty one pounds, which is fantastic considering nice. it's like nearly sixty if you're just a normal adult. So my my dad was like, I'll go in a heartbeat. I'm coming with you because he knows that more than likely it's going to be an entertaining game, isn't it? You know, well, like for two, sure, yeah. yeah, like like whereas if he was like you know, and I'm just because I'm using the example of the of the person that keeps messaging me. If you go to a West Ham match, I mean. How often? I mean, I know they must have some great results, but that they, they, you know, you're not getting entertained every week, are you? You know, trophy no. or no trophies. Like we, we've got such an attacking, free-flowing football club that I just love watching. You know, most of the time, I know Watford as an exception, maybe in the start of the season. But you know, like I say, last season I'd go to Wembley and I would come away thoroughly entertained almost every time. Yeah. You know, no, tro- no the trophies didn't even enter my mind. <laughs> no, well, that, well, that's it. You, you, you know, you, you go, you enjoy it, and and people just seem to lose sight of that. Yeah. And, and hopefully, hopefully, via our podcast, we can bring that back. Yes. Um. So, power of positivity, my friend. Yes. Um. I think it's time that you spread some more positivity, and that is from our weekly feature. And now it's time for Matt's Stats on the Spurs News Podcast. Right, so I'm going to spread some Matt's Stats positivity love. How about that? Yeah, brilliant. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> so I thought I'd focus on Harry Kane. So uh, actually it's What's quite... That? The, the, the rubbish, inconsistent... Bloke that he is, is that what you're? That what you're going to focus yeah, on? Yeah, and I mean that those those two comments by that 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 chap just kind of doesn't doesn't it just sum <laughs> it up? You know, it does sum it up. Yep. Now let's let so I've got some stats, and one of them I do apologise. I've used in the previous Matt stats, but it's just it's oh, just good on. for focusing our minds on how phenomenal this guy is, right? Okay. Yep. So if we look at uh, the list of uh, Premier League players, so it's just the Premier League era. Who have scored a hundred goals or more in the Premier yep. League era? I saw it from nineteen ninety two, right? So there's twenty eight players that are in that list. I think uh, Matt Letizia scored exactly one hundred. I think he's bottom of the list. 
top uh, top of the list, uh, we've got Alan Shearer, which I'm sure everyone knows. Uh, I think I've said this before. I loved watching Letizia play. Football. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did, and and it's one of what my. It's, it's it's a regret that he didn't come to Spurs because there was. I know he he loved Southampton, and I don't think he'd ever leave. But there was. I remember at the time there was lots of talk about him coming over, and I would have loved to see him in a Spurs shirt. Oh, I really you, you just just a joy to watch yeah. him play football. It really was. Um, I, I remember one game. I swear it was against Newcastle. He scored two goals in the game I think I that were that, the yeah. outside of the right foot volleys. That's right. Both yeah. of them. And you just like you had no right trying that, let alone scoring. <laughs> scoring yeah, exactly. Just, yeah. Oh, just great fun. Anyway, yeah, sorry, yeah. mate. Yeah, carry yeah, on. Yeah, no, that's right. So Alan Shearer's top uh, with two hundred and sixty goals. I think it's going to be a while before anyone catches him. But our our Kane at the moment is twentieth. Okay. Yep. Now he's twentieth with Emil Heskey. <laughs> well, that's embarrassing. It's embarrassing, but it's when you delve into the stat that you realise that comparing Kane with Emil Heskey is like comparing the musical talent of David Bowie with Jedward. You know, so it's it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, it's a how, like the goal ratio that's a thing. So Kane has scored his 110 goals in 156 games. Heskey scored his 110 goals in 516 games. So, sorry, <laughs> hang on a sec. 110 goals in how many games for Harry? 156 Premier League. He's got 110 wow. Premier League goals in 156 Premier League games. That's insane, yeah. isn't it? And when you when you look at the fact that Heskey, you know, don't get me wrong. I mean, Heskey got flack, but he, he wasn't. A, he played for Liverpool. He wasn't a bad striker, was he? But it took him 516 games to get that same amount of goals. All right. Okay. I got a. I got a little side story which you're cool. gonna love. Cool. Okay. Me and my brother once were going to the pub to watch a game of football. It was a World Cup qualifier, England away in Germany. Okay? Okay. We've gone into the pub and we're all laughing and joking about a few things. We're expecting to lose. It's Germany. It's away. So me and my brother said we will drink a pint for every goal England score. Okay. England won (laughs) 5-1. That's an easy night, wasn't it? Wasn't that an easy night? We, we, yeah, but we've been kind of on it a bit already. Oh, and geez. When you start downing points because England are scoring goals. <laughs> so we're 4-1 up, and Emil Heskey goes through one-on-one. Yeah. I thought I was safe. <laughs> <laughs> but when Emil Heskey goes through one-on-one and slams it in and starts doing his DJ celebration, you know it's just... <laughs> yeah. It's just a crazy, it's a crazy surreal. time in yeah. your life. I'm, I'm, yeah, me and, my, me and my brother got absolutely mivered. We were, we, were we were a mess. And, but what a great memory. But yeah, yeah Emil Heskey scoring that goal is my only Emil Heskey memory of note, really. just I just remember blurry-eyed looking at it thinking, please, miss. Oh, good, it's Heskey. Oh, he, he scores. Score. You know, the commentator, it's five, and there's just me and my brother, the only ones in this pub wearing England shirts, going no, and everyone laughing their heads off. You know, putting Bloody. the beer in front of us. Go on, go on, yeah, go on. You said you yeah. would. We want six. No, we don't. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, yeah sorry. Side, side story, side story. But yeah, that's my Emil Heskey story. Awesome. To get. Awesome. I can't match that. Unfortunately, I do remember the he, game. He'd but... have missed nine times out of ten. He'd have missed. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. carry on. Right, so uh, when you when you look at the table, um, the, the, it's, it's the goal, it's the uh, goals to game ratio that's the important bit. Okay, so yeah, agreed. Yeah, in that in, in that list of twenty eight 
Premier League, 28 players that have scored 100 or more goals in the Premier League era. Yeah. Harry Kane has got the best goals to game ratio. Wow. Which is 0.71. Now, the, the next one, the, 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 I think there's two players, though, actually, there is two players that are close. So you've got Aguero, who's 10th. Uh, who's got Still a hundred? Yeah, but I mean, you know, Kane's got a lot of years on him, hasn't he? You know, so he's yeah. he's scored 146 in 208, so he's got a goal ratio of 0. 0.70, so just yeah. 0.01 below Kane. And then you've got, and I don't even know if I want to mention his name, Thierry Henry, who's fifth with 175 in 258, and he's got a goal ratio of 0. 0.68. So obviously, he's never going to catch up. So Ter- Terry Henry, yeah, I Terry Henry, yeah, yeah, yeah. So played for Woolwich. <laughs> Yeah, unless we talk about that a bit, I think. <laughs> so, so that that just shows you, like you know, that the, the guy's twenty five, so he's got, you know, let's say he could, he'll play Spurs for another eight more years. I mean, how many more games is that going to be? I mean, he's he'll he'll be he's going to smash it as long as he's, you know, we, I know we spoke about it earlier. As long <laughs> yeah. as he stays injury free, he will easily smash that. He will easily be the, the Premier League top. Easily, there's no there's no argument. I don't think. I I hope. More than anything, he's with us for another eight years. Yeah, Let well, me just put that yeah, out there no, to start with. It's, it's one of those ones, Sam, though. You know, I, I understand, like, you know, he's, he's one of the best strikers in the world. You know, I understand that. Yeah. But I always just, and it, it might just be my naivety, but I, I genuinely think that he wants to stay with us for the rest of his career. I genuinely think that. There, there, without a doubt, um, I think he wants to stay with us, yeah. whether... Uh, look, there's. I don't want to be negative. Be yeah, this positive, is positive. But, yeah, <laughs> but let's let's just say we lose our next four games. Levy fires Pock. Um, we appoint someone rubbish because let's face it, we've done that before. Uh, all of a sudden, players aren't looking to sign and stay. They're looking to move. And look, football's a weird thing. But I would love him to be with us for the next eight years I would love him to break every record going in a Tottenham shirt mm. and I'd love to see him lift countless trophies um, it goes without saying I, I just uh, possibly just because I'm a Tottenham fan I have these deep seated abandonment issues yeah um, you're right yeah. But, but yeah so but no, man, his his goal scoring phenomenal yeah that's the thing and, and, and um, so I, I, out of that table I picked out all the other uh, ex-Spurs players yeah. So you've got Jermaine Defoe, who's yep. seventh. He's got 162 in 491 games. So he's got uh, goals per game yeah. at 0.33, which is a lot lower than... Uh, and that's across all of his clubs, isn't it? Not just... Yeah, uh, these are just like yeah. in Premier League goals they've scored. Yeah. yeah. So you've got Les Ferdinand, 149 in 351. Teddy, 146 in 488 in April. He's got a few of them, Man United. Yeah. Robbie Keane. See, I, I, my memory, and I know we... I think I've got memories of us talking about this in a previous podcast. I've got memories of Robbie Keane being quite prolific. But 126 yeah. in 349, it's only a goals per game at yeah. 0.36, which is nowhere near Keane's. Nowhere no, near he, it. He had... A couple of seasons where he was prolific under Martin Yole. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then he went off to Liverpool and ended his career. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. but he wasn't prolific before that. But I think, yeah. To be fair, we weren't the best. So. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. He, like in this day's today's team, he might have scored a few more. Maybe. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. A fit Robbie Keane would just be a marvel in this team. Yeah, of course. And there's a couple more that were in there. So Peter Crouch uh, scored 108 in 462. Crouch broke the 100 club yeah, in the Premier he did. League. Yeah, oh, fair yeah. Play. 108. I love Peter Crouch. I don't know if you follow him on Twitter, but he is just an absolute genius on Twitter. Completely <laughs> <laughs> not genius. And uh, he's one of them players as well, isn't he, that, you know, I, I, I still, you know, there's some ex-players that play for Spurs and moved on and, 
you know, I, there's that lingering bitterness even. But with Crouch, I just love the guy so much. I just honestly does does, does what he likes, well, and I still love came, him. You know, he came through our academy. Yeah, yeah, of course he did. Yeah, that's right. We moved him yeah, on to QPR, he, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. So he, if he wasn't going to forgive us for anything, it should be that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, yeah, he came through the academy. He's he's a lad. Um, I think he's got a genuine affection for the club. I think so. And you yeah. know, and he and he played very well for us yeah, when did. when we signed him. Yeah. Uh, a very typical Harry Redknapp signing, but yeah. he'd never let us down. No, he which... didn't. Oh, I agree with you. And then uh, finally, Darren Bent. <laughs> Darren Bent. They best of he times, scored over a hundred. He did. Yeah. In the Premier League. He's twenty fifth. Hundred. Well, surely Harry Redknapp's wife must have over a <laughs> yeah. hundred goals in the Premier League. She's there. Yeah, Sandra Redknapp. There you go. Twenty seven. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Strike rate must be phenomenal. Oh, headers. Uh, yeah, 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 from from two yards out. Uh, yeah, anyway, yeah, I wonder how many people get that reference. Yeah, I know. Yeah, people <laughs> maybe a bit younger probably wouldn't, but yeah. yeah. No. Right. So um, then I looked at uh, so the Spurs, and, and this is a stat that I've, I have used before. So it's the Spurs all-time top scorers. Yeah, but just a, as a reminder, really, to, yeah, to people yeah. listening. So at the moment, way ahead up the top is uh, Jimmy, obviously Jimmy Greaves. Yeah, it's on two hundred and sixty-six in three hundred and seventy-nine, which is just phenomenal. That's a goal per game ratio of zero point yeah. seven, which is which yeah, is. You, you look at when he played for us, yeah. <laughs> the glory, glory yeah, years. Yeah, <laughs> There's <absolutely>. a reason. <laughs> yeah, no, of course, absolutely. But then, um, so Kane at the moment. Now, 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 bearing in mind as well, and, and I know we, you know, you said that we we want him to stay, and you know, you yeah, don't know what's coming. Yeah, but if we want him to stay, so at the moment he's he's sixth, it's sixth highest uh, goal score, uh, Spurs all-time goal scorer. And we talked about the, our birthday, what, 130 years. This guy is sixth out of that 130 years at the moment with 142 goals in 216 games. So goal goal per game at 0.66. Yeah. Above him is a Defoe who's on one four three. So he scores a couple more goals and he'll he'll knock him down. So he's gonna, wow. you know, in the next few weeks and more than likely he'll be fifth, like of our all-time goal scorers. That's insane yeah, as well. Yeah. It is, isn't it? I I can't decide whether that just means Harry Kane is so phenomenal, or whether we just had a lot of crap over the years. <laughs> a bit of both, maybe. Maybe, maybe a bit of both. But no, 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 no it's, it's just amazing, and we're the ones getting to see it. It's, yeah, that's another that's reason why I get so frustrated with people. Enjoy it. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know? Like I said a few minutes ago, it might end at yeah, some point. Exactly. So why the hell be miserable? Oh, we've not won a trophy. Oh, sort off. Yeah, just yeah. enjoy it while it's here. Yeah. Because exactly. in a couple of years' time, the manager could have gone, Kane could have gone, and we still haven't won a trophy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know. Exactly. So yeah, enjoy I, the moment. Yeah. What you know? At some point, like with Greaves, my dad watched Greaves play, and he still talks about it to this day. What a phenomenal player he was, and won't hear any other striker ever. I'll say to him, "Oh, Harry Kane, yeah, he's not up to Greavesy." Mm-hmm. I can see this in twenty, thirty years' time. Us all going, "Oh, yeah. I watched Harry Kane make his debut." Yeah, he'll <laughs> yeah, n- never be up to Kane's quality. <laughs> I watched him play for our reserves at Stevenage and it was awful. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so I remember when, yeah, before yeah. he went off on loan to Norwich, Leicester, I think, and, and I, I, watched, I watched that game just thinking, why am I here? Why, why, I'm cold. <laughs> why, why am I doing this? This is really rubbish. Why am I putting myself through this? 
Oh mate, the, the youth team coaching back then, I can't. It was just comical. Absolutely. It was yeah. you. You literally felt like you were watching Sunday League. You had a, I'm gonna say it, it was Chloe Allen. Okay. And and you'd hear stuff like, "Close him down, man on," and you'd be like, "Really? <laughs> this this is this is I'm watching. You're you're a professional, right? This is this is, and you know, try and run it off. What what?" what? what? Hang on, where am I? <laughs> What's happened? Cool, uh, anyway, cool, yeah, yeah. Sorry, mate. Um, no, no is there worries. any more stats yeah, relating I just, I'll to be, the Messiah King? Yeah, I'll be very brief. So, yeah. um, uh, European goals. He's uh, the uh, the player that scored the most European goals for us in our history is Defoe on twenty three. Yeah. He's only four goals behind on nineteen. So wow. he, he's, there's a good chance that he'll be our top European goal scorer in our history by the end of the season. Ah. And, and just another quick one. So I focus a lot on his goals, but obviously there's a lot more to his game. And yeah, I, I had look time, at yeah. I had look at assists. So the the all time uh, this is just the Premier League era. Uh, our top uh, most assists by a Spurs player in the Premier League era. Now you, you'd be able to guess who's top. I guess would you be able to guess who's top? Uh, Darren Anderson. No, Ericsson, Christian Ericsson, who's really yeah on fifty fifty assists. But um, I, I, I feel I feel like I've just done Christian Eriksen a massive disservice yeah. by being so shocked. He's so Sorry, He's Darren awesome. Anderson used to just assist pretty much every goal back in the day. So yeah, when, when, just, he, when he wasn't injured, yeah, even from his sick bed, he used to get assists. <laughs> I'm telling you, the guy was great. But no, well, that's amazing. Yeah, and so um, Kane is actually eleventh. On fifteen uh, assists. Now that doesn't of, sound too oh, much. Sorry, of all time. Of all time, the Premier League, just the Premier right. League era. Now uh, that that doesn't sound that much, but when you compare it to Modric, for example, who's got eighteen, he was only three behind Modric. And when you compare it to another striker that's on the list, for example, Teddy Sheringham, who only did, who only created four or uh, produced yeah. four assists, it just shows you that you know there is so much more to his game than just scoring goals. And um. I think Dimitar Berbatov's minus one. Minus one, yeah. yeah. <laughs> because he laid the ball off but then tucked it in himself yeah. afterwards. Yeah. Oh, dear. Awesome. Right. Okay. Uh, mate, that's brilliant. Thank you. No um, I, there's nothing makes me smile more than hearing about how much better Harry Kane is than everybody else exactly. in the world. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. I The next thing I want to have a quick chat about, mate, is loans. Okay. We have some loners. Loners, Jonas loners. Yeah, Jonas loners. <laughs> I, I may well bring in a feature next week where I talk about the loan players every week and Jones loans, loner Joner. I don't know. Possibly just Tottenham loan players. I was going to say, don't be so hard on yourself, mate. Yeah, yeah, loner Joner. Oh, I sit at home looking at stats of young players. I was going to say young boys then. And I God, don't. I am, I am glad I corrected that. Sharpish. So we got five players out on loan. Um, some of them uh, people are going to know. A couple of them possibly not. So Josh Onoma is out on loan for the entire season. He's at Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, he joined and he hasn't played yet because of when he joined. Uh, the first game he's eligible for is on the 15th of September. And it's a home game for Sheffield Wednesday against Bristol City. A team local to me. Excellent. I won't say what we all call them. <laughs> um, then we got uh, Cameron Carter-Vickers. He has gone to Swansea City for the season. Um, at Swansea, he made the bench. Uh, he kind of joined a couple of days later. He was on, on the bench. 
Uh, that was a 2-1 win against Millwall. He wasn't used at all. Their next game is Saturday the 15th of September at home to Nottingham Forest. Um, now, we're going to go into... You know how I talk about when I'm reading comments from our various pages, how I can't say names very well? Yeah. <laughs> I now have two academy players who I followed quite closely. I can't pronounce their names. Oh, I am awful <laughs> at it. And I've also got Marcus Edwards, who has gone to a club that I struggle to pronounce. I think it's Excelsior. There you go. Yes. Yeah, so good. Marcus Edwards has joined Excelsior Rotterdam in the Undivis in Holland. Um, he made a 10-minute cameo. Um, basically, he joined them, and then a couple of days later, he was on the bench. A uh, 10-minute cameo was very good. The team had lost by the time he got on. They were 4-2 down. The game finished 4-2. His next game will be, again, Saturday the 15th of September. It's an away game against Willem. Um, he's likely to feature in that, certainly from the bench again. So, some minutes from Marcus. He's there for the season. Um, so, the next one is Connor. Connor Ogilvy. Sorry, Connor. If, if this becomes a regular feature, just calling Connor from going forward, I'll say Sam. It's really... What's, what's the worst thing about this is I've met him. Okay. Was <laughs> he just called him Connor then? <laughs> no, I, well, I met him as much as great game today. Yeah, thanks a lot. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, well done. I feel awful that I'm saying this wrong. So if anyone listening knows the lad or knows how to say this surname, O G I L V I E. Do you know how to say that? No, I'll leave it to you, mate. <laughs> uh, I feel awful. I really do. But anyway, Connor as he is known as John Ginningham. Um He was there on loan last season. Uh, he did very well. They really liked him there. And they've taken him back. He's he's a left back. He can cover left side central defence, but primarily he's a left back. Uh, he has already made his debut for them for this season uh, in a thumping 4-0 defeat. Uh, he played central defence, so that's not a great start. Yeah. Uh, he plays again uh, this Saturday in a couple of games. Uh, he could well feature. They are at home to AFC Wimbledon. And obviously I'll keep an eye on that and I'll update people how you get on. And the last one is Samuel Shashua. Again, I'm probably saying his surname horrifically wrong. <laughs> but a really talented young player. Uh, it's a really shocking, strange loan, this. He's joined uh, a side in the Spanish third tier. Wow. Uh, Atletico Beleres. Um Now, the Spanish third tier, so if you think of it as like League One, okay? Now, if he joined a League One club, people would be like, oh, okay. But the fact it's in Spain, people are a bit like, what? Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's like League One. And now, they split it up geographically. So there are different groups. He's in Group Two. In Group Two, he's up against like Barcelona B team and sides like that. So he's going to be playing against fairly decent opposition, yeah, yeah. similar to like League One, but not so much. Uh, League One in this country is a little bit more hoof it, kick them, and then kick them again while they're on the ground. It's a little bit more technical. It's a little bit more skillful. Um, so hopefully he's going to get a lot of first-team minutes out there. He wasn't eligible for the first game because he had to get international clearance. He now has that. Uh, so their next game is this Sunday, the 9th of September. It's an away game against the place and team I can't pronounce, so I'm not <laughs> going to try it. EGA, EJEA, EJEA. It's against a team, 
they're playing against them, and that's all you need to know. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's the five guys out on loan. Uh, I'm going to monitor them. I'll keep tabs on them, and each week I'll give a little update here on how they're getting on. Uh, I know a lot of people because of Pox comments are very keen to Marcus Edwards has an amazing season. So yeah, I'll keep everybody updated, and we'll see how we go. It'll be it'll be messy by the end of the season. <laughs> Always. No, he's a right messy gear. Oh, you meant the player. No, I don't know about that. Um, so, yeah, uh, my friend, I think it's a perfect time for us to to look for some comments from a few people. You ready? Yeah, let's go. And now it's time for your comments directly from our Facebook page. Okay, let's start then. Oh, this is always worrying. So let's see if we got any comments on the old Instagram. I don't think we do this week, I'm delighted to say. Yeah, you can breathe a sigh of relief. Because on Instagram, you don't have people's names, you have their screen names, and oh, man, do I find that difficult. It's bad enough, people's names. You know? yeah, that's your real names. Oh, frightening. Uh, okay, so we got a first comment. This is from Facebook. It's from a guy called Alan Batts. Alan, thank you for having a very straightforward name from me to say, but on the other hand, you have written a monster comment. <laughs> okay, right, okay, just going to get ready for this. Alan is disappointed. Uh, basically, I put out there, you know, let's have some comments, some reaction. Uh, obviously, I know a lot of people are ticked off about the Watford result. Hopefully, that has passed now. I don't think it's passed for Alan. Um, <laughs> disappointed would be a better word, mainly at Pock with his team selection. I'm assuming he had a good reason for not picking Dyer over Sanchez. Playing three at the back was highly successful last season until Toby got injured, but only against top opposition who attacked us. Against lesser teams, we put ten men behind the ball. It was disastrous. Either way, we always had two holding midfield, allowing one to push forward, usually Dembele. He was on his own Sunday, so Delhi had to drop back, as did Harry. Left Lucas and Eriksen isolated up front and made it easy for Watford to stifle any attack. He goes on... Um, generally I think his post here is having a pop at pot getting the team selection wrong etc etc um, he's also then had a go at Vaughan for apparently super gluing his feet to the line um, I'm not quite sure on that one um, do you think Pock got formation selection wrong? I think I, I think I would have Gone for two at the back and played Dyer, I think. Ah, oh, so you know more than Pock then, do you? <laughs> no, oh, I see. <laughs> no, yeah, no, I know, I know what you mean. <laughs> I was just surprised. I was surprised to see Dyer on the bench, and and he, to the extent he has got a point. I mean, you know, we'd they they were at, they were at home. I understand what for at home, but they were never going to come out and be all attack, were they? You know, and maybe if he had to play the two at the back and you know played Dyer as you know because what I like about Dyer is he, he can go back can't he but he's also a link towards the midfield a bit more so yeah. it kind of I don't know I'd, look I don't know Pochettino knows far more than me so I'm not going to question his uh, you know his, his fo- no you know, you've questioned pitch. him now <laughs> when he listens to this he's going to be all hurt <laughs> no um, I, I think yeah, it's one of those things we win that game everyone thinks he's a genius yeah. We don't play very well. Everyone knows more than he does. Yeah. Uh, you've got to remember his comments right before the very first game of the season. And I think a lot of people have forgotten them. So let me just remind you of this quote from Pochettino. 
The squad have arrived back. Hardly any of them are fit. Those that are fit are very, very tired. I'm going to have to rotate a lot in these opening four games. Some players are going to play. Some players aren't. I'm going to have to rest and look after the players as best I possibly can. Only I see the data from the sports scientists and the physios. So when a selection is made, it will probably be more about that in these four games than anything else. Yeah. Yeah. People are saying, why wasn't Dyer picked? That's possibly why. Um, and, and that's the thing, Sam, isn't it? You know, we, we, we've all got our opinions, which we're all entitled to, but yeah. we don't see everything that happens there. And, and no, the, the guy, no. the Pochettino gets paid millions of pounds a year to pick the squad, to know who the best players are. Look, I, 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 he's not beyond question. He's not beyond, you know, you can question his decisions and, and things. Time, yeah. But at the same time, he's probably in the best, the best position to pick the team uh, over... Yeah. Us fans, I'd suggest. <laughs> I, I would say, assuming everyone was fit, who was on the bench as well, because I've always got that little question mark. Well, if they're fit enough for the bench, you know, but all right, fair enough. It, just assuming everyone was fit, that wasn't the team I'd have picked to play Watford. Yeah. Um, I felt it was too defensive, uh, possibly showing them too much respect. At the same time, we were all over them. We just mm. didn't create a clear-cut chance. Yeah. We, we just couldn't seem to get that final pass right. On a different day, we would have we could have been two three nil up and game over. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I I kind of get where the criticism is for me. I I just sort of went, oh, it's one of those days. Yeah, because that's, that's how it felt. Yeah. Um, and I kind of moved on. So a comment here from Stuart Dorr. Stuart says I was very annoyed, still am. Collectively, it was a bad day at the office, but we are notoriously bad starters. So nine out of twelve ain't too shabby. Yeah. But we turn up at Wembley against Liverpool, we will get run over. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's right. If we play the same way against Liverpool at Wembley, Liverpool are going to be motivated to beat us this year. Mm. Um, I this is going to sound stupid, but that loss to Watford could be a real blessing for us facing Liverpool because Pock's annoyed. Yeah. The players yeah. are going to have had that kick in the backside and are going to want to put things right absolutely yeah I agree. um so yeah th- there's a good chance um a comment from Bryn Gray uh you'd like to hear our thoughts on the news that Spurs might be forced to play the entire 2018-19 season at Wembley Paul Matthews has also pointed this out now this is a report that came out across various press outlets overnight Tottenham have um uh, if you like taken the option to play games at Wembley until December However, the FA aren't very happy about it. The FA have now stepped in and have basically said, look, you are messing your fans around. Mm. Uh, Amazing, the FA suddenly seem to care about the fans, but that's another (laughs) argument for me on another point of view. So the FA are apparently going to have a meeting with Tottenham very soon to say, yeah, okay, but we think you now need to make a decision. You need to say either the ground's going to be ready on this day and it is, or you say you're spending the season at Wembley. If the ground is done in the meantime, great, but you're playing your Premier League yeah. games at Wembley. Yeah. So the fans know what's going on. Um, I think they've got a, a valid point. I think it is messing the fans around. I think everyone's kind of sick of it. At the same time, I think there's also an element of understanding. I think a lot of people go, okay, it's a massive, massive project. We're, we've managed to stay at our home you know we've basically rebuilt White Hart Lane um, we didn't we didn't have that whole moving built, buying a site nearby stay in our stadium till the new one was built you know so 
it's one of those things, and I think perhaps other clubs aren't going to be very happy either. You know, another season playing at Wembley, although when we were getting stuffed there, playing badly, everyone loved it. Yeah. So yeah, it's all a bit up in the air. There's certainly nothing concrete. There's certainly nothing announced by the club, and there's certainly nothing anyone saying which suggests that that's going to happen. Tottenham taking the option also doesn't indicate that they think that's going to be the case. It just indicates that Tottenham are taking the option because they need to be sensible. Um, you, they've just seen a, a fan reaction to possibly playing a game at Milton Keynes, so they know they need to make sure Premier League games stay in London. Yeah, sure. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I don't think there's anything set in stone about that. Uh, comment uh, again for Paul Matthews after the royal balls up that have been made this year whoever's fault they may lay do you think members will get a less rough deal to try and soften some of the current animosity yeah um, I'm sure I don't think so <laughs> nope <laughs> we, we, there, is, there is a big issue around Tottenham being a club that's on the up in a lot of regards and there being a lot of love for the club is the fact the club have attracted a lot of new fans and for every person who's hacked off I've been a fan for 34 years this is how I'm treated unfortunately there is someone stood behind that going yeah I'll pay it yeah exactly I'll, I'll buy that I'll exactly. do that yeah. and the club are just going to take that money instead and it's not right I don't like it I but I do understand it. I run a business myself. I get it. Do you know? Do you know and what? That's those, how it works. I was going to say sorry to interrupt, Sam. But uh, you know, I mentioned it earlier about getting a, getting a ticket for my dad. I, yeah. I might be wrong, and you know, I stand to be corrected. But I'm pretty sure that there wasn't the option to buy uh, guest tickets uh, yeah. as a season ticket holder or membership uh, uh, one Hotspur member. I'm sure there wasn't the option to buy guest tickets before they went on general sale before. So I don't know if that's something they're doing to kind of soften it. Maybe this. I personally think they're doing that because they don't think they're going to sell out. Do you think? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of anger. Yeah. Genuinely, there's a lot of anger. Um, unfortunately, Paul, I I don't think they're going to do anything because they don't need to. I I don't. I I think they'll ride this out, and when the stadium's open, go look pretty stadium. And if people don't want to go there, they'll sell it to the next person. Absolutely. Which yeah. isn't. You know, I don't like that, but I just think that's the reality we're in. Uh, and finally, we have Michael Joseph. Michael says, What are your thoughts on maybe the team trains too hard sometimes? It seems in some of our losses, the boys look tired. It's an interesting, interesting. question. Yeah, I think yeah. that's a really interesting question. I like it. I, I, my, my personal uh, view is I like the fact that they, that they do double training sessions and like... I, 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 yeah, I, earn that money we're paying. I'm yeah. with you, man. No, it's not. It's not even that. It, it's <laughs> you, you know, uh, you look at uh, last, last season, maybe not so much because we, even though we kind of limped over the line uh, to to get uh, third place, you know, we, we were still winning games. But the, the season before that, when I think we won 13 of our last 14 games at the end of the season, I think it was only West Ham that beat us. We we are. Although you'll still see people on social media saying we always fall away at the end, I actually think we're quite strong at the end, yeah. and I think that comes down to the fact that we're fitter. We're fitter than the other other, other teams. So here, here's a little thing to add into that: the season we finished ridiculously strongly, and you know we smashed teams. Remember, like we did Leicester, we did Hull back yeah, to back, like right. seven and five, six whatever. one, yeah. Um, 
we the players had the summer off. Yeah, they had nothing else to focus on other than those games. The year before, where we got thumped five one by Newcastle, which I still have <laughs> f- tried to repress so many times. <laughs> There was the Euros. Yeah. The players, after the Premier League title race was done, their minds went, "Oh, we got to focus on the Euros now." Yeah. I don't want to get injured. I need, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to be picked. I'm going to play in the Euros. And we had the World Cup. You know, that Leicester game was a typical last game of the season madness. Yeah. But two years before, we'd have lost that game five-one. Yeah, sure. Like we did with Newcastle. Yeah. yeah. But Pock as instilled in them now that is not going to happen again ever and fitness must come into it as well mustn't it it comes into it massively yeah. our our players arrive on international duty at the world cup as said by gareth southgate the fittest yeah there you go after a massive season in the champions league the leagues our lads arrived at the world cup squad the fittest ones they had mm. there uh, it just it's one of those things i can completely understand when we look tired that's a really obvious thing to look at but I will point to momentum and stuff in sport. We'd imagine we were one 0 down in that game, and we'd look lethargic all game. But suddenly we won the game two one, coming to life. No one would think, oh, they looked lethargic for like sixty minutes. It'd be wow, didn't they come good at the end of the game? Yeah, of you know, course. Didn't they look good? I, I think Watford made us look lethargic at times. I think. Not through them being all action, but just through their stifling of us going forward. Mm, mm. I I don't think the training session... I think us having a very, very fit squad's good. It certainly doesn't seem to affect Man City, who do a very similar training regime now. Um, It certainly doesn't seem to affect a number of teams. the The one thing I would say, sort of caveat that, we don't have a very big squad. Mm. And I do sometimes worry, you know, when you look at the Man City squad, they could lose, uh, you know, uh, any position there. They wouldn't be as good, the players coming in, but they'd still be at a level where you go, oh, wow, they're replacing Silva with Mares. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Damn it. With us, we start to drop players through fitness problems and stuff like that. You know, we're we're replacing uh, Dembele... Um, you know, with Sissoko. Yeah, and yeah. with the greatest respect, that is a downgrade. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Being ridiculously polite, that's a downgrade. I think most people so, agree with you, Sam. <laughs> I, I think most people are, are saying far worse. So, <laughs> I, um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's a great question, though, and it is a really valid point of view and something to think about, but my own personal opinion, I don't think so. I, I think at times we are made to look like we're unfit or tired just simply because the other the opposition have played a, a blinder in just blocking us off yeah but in those games where we start smashing people sometimes the lads are at walking pace you know they, they kind of completely take their foot off uh, it, yeah it's worth looking at though it's definitely something worth discussing so thank you very much for the question as always, we appreciate every question, every comment we ever get, because uh, it is interesting just to hear other people's thoughts and takes on things. Mate, with your permission, I'd like to end with something, uh, talking about uh, the whole Milton Keynes situation that came up. And also, I want to just say a brief couple of words on the Tottenham Hotspur Supporters Trust. Yeah, if sure. indulge me. Yeah, of course. So, uh, for anyone living under the rock... Um, Milton Keynes, the MK Dons. 
basically, we drew them in the League Cup. Um, no, sorry, we didn't draw them. Ha, we drew Watford, ironically. <laughs> um, and it's a home tie. Uh, immediately, the club had to announce that they have applied to play the home game. I'm doing air quotes here. At the MK Stadium. Stadium MK, Milton Keynes. Uh, for anyone who lives up that way and is a Tottenham fan, I know at least one <laughs> one of our happy listeners is. That's great news. <laughs> um, yeah. To a lot of fans, uh, Tottenham should be playing home games in London. I completely get that. As a one-off, I think the vast majority of people, especially a guy like me, you know, I, I live outside of London, obviously, if, if my accent didn't give that away. <laughs> so a one-off game being played as a home game somewhere else, and it is going to be a one-off, that's not the end of the world. You know, I, I completely get that. And I think the vast majority of fans were just like, yeah, whatever. You know, it's a one-off cut. It's not like we're playing a whole season there, which I think a lot of people would have objected to regardless of where they're from because it's like throwing our identity out the window. You know, mm. it's, that's not right. The Tottenham Hotspur Supporters Trust put out a statement. And for me, and again, this is my opinion, there was a massive overreaction to it. The Tottenham Hotspur Supporters Trust put out a statement basically just saying that they wouldn't be attending the game at Milton Keynes. And the reason why is because as a supporters trust, they, along with a lot of, well, all of the other supporters trusts from every other club pretty much, have a problem with the club MK Dons. Anyone who needs a little bit of a history lesson, I'll try not to be boring. Uh, the MK Dons is a club that was actually purchased. They were Wimbledon. Wimbledon played in the Premier League, uh, first division as was before, and they were the crazy gang. Think of guys like uh, Dave Besant, Vinnie Jones, John Fashionu. Um If you're younger than me, you're possibly going to need to Google those names. <laughs> but, uh, you know, they were a football club, came up through the leagues, and... They were in Wimbledon, obviously, in London. They were a London football club. They got purchased by a rich owner when the club ran into financial problems. The, the club was kind of on the brink, like many football clubs have been and continue to be to this day. The guy who bought them, bought them on the condition he could move them to Milton Keynes. This, for supporters associations, for all the clubs, is a very dangerous thing to hear. Because if you're a supporters trust of a football club and you are the supporters, you support this team, you're, they're your local team, to understand that someone could walk in, buy you and move you is a frightening and quite a dangerous precedent. Just, they basically just stole a club, didn't they? <laughs> they did. They took all the history, everything and sold, yeah. took it away. Now, the Wimbledon fans didn't stand for it. They didn't drive up the Milton Keynes. Perhaps some of them did, but they formed a new team. So the Supporters Trust of Wimbledon, as was, created AFC Wimbledon, who have now got their own history, rich history from all of this. So Wimbledon still has a football team. The fans made sure, you know, and ex-players went and played for them because they at the start at the very bottom. They are now in the same league, I think, as MK Dons. Yeah, yeah. Which is mad, okay? So, there is that history there. Now, that is what the Supporters Trust are saying. They say, look, we're not going because as Supporters Trusts across the board, we don't want to do anything that supports the MK Club as a kind of... It's like a protest. It's kind mm. of like, look, we want to keep everyone's awareness of this up. The amount of stuff and stick they got, even from ex-players like Graham Roberts, who absolutely jumped on. Graham Roberts said the Supporters Trust should be disbanded over this. Um, I got every respect in the world for Graham, but Graham, you're wrong. 
that that's that's a nonsense. There were people jumping on it because talk show, sorry, talk sport, <laughs> talk sport told everybody that supporters trust said, oh, they're calling for everyone not to go. They're saying that people shouldn't go to the game. That's not what they said. The supporters trust said we're not going, and it's because of this, and we'd like people to consider that. Now I'm an adult, and therefore I considered it, and then I make my own mind up. And the supporters trust were speaking to every fellow Spurs fans as if they were adults, yeah. which was, we're not going because of this, and this is because we, as a supporters trust, believe so strongly about this. We encourage other people to maybe look into this and make their own mind up. Well, what is the problem with that? It's not like they put out a statement saying the game's being played at MK Dons, we we are demanding that all fans boycott it. I'd have had a problem with that statement because you're calling for a boycott from the club we support? No, no, no thank you. I, I read comment after comment after comment of people saying I support the club wherever they play, don't tell me that's fine. That's yeah, absolutely sure. great. That's because you've looked at it and gone, well it doesn't bother me. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> that's that's absolutely fine. You're an adult. Hmm. No problem at all. Thumbs up. Go and support the team. Make sure you cheer them on. Me, my personal opinion, I agree with the trust on this. I, I think the MK Dons needs... People need to remember that. And people need to remember the FA allowed it. People need to remember... So if that comes up again, and there's another football club in a similar position, hopefully something will happen to stop a football team being taken away from the fans. My, my, sorry. Sorry, mate. Yeah, go on. I was, I've, got one, I've got one final point. Go on, you say it, mate, and then I'll say it. I've got a couple of things right. on my mind, but you say it. Go on. So, basically, my, my final point is this, and this is... I just want people to consider this for a moment. Before Alan Sugar bought us, we were in a lot of trouble. We were in financial difficulties. We were actually on the brink of going under. Tottenham Hotspur Football Club could have gone. Alan Sugar and Terry Venables put together a deal... The club was saved. Years later, sold it to Enoch, Daniel Levy, blah, 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 blah. We are where we are. But we were in the same position that Wimbledon were in. So just imagine for a moment how you would feel as a fan of Tottenham Hotspur if Tottenham Hotspur didn't exist anymore. Tottenham Hotspur died in the 90s and now there is a team playing in Milton Keynes called the MK Spurs. Think about that and then realize what the trust are trying to campaign and trying to keep people aware of there you go that's my final thought yeah like no. dr phil that's, <laughs> that's my phil. final thing that's my final thought yeah. I, I i um i completely agree with what you're saying about uh what what mk dons did it was i'm horrible. really pleased that you agree with me on that because no. otherwise i'd have to edit <laughs> but 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 saying that saying that uh, firstly, I am going to go because I'm only 20 miles away from the ground. So for that's me, fu- well, that's, that's fine. It's an easy <laughs> journey there. But also, something that springs to mind for me is: do you, do you know? I mean, I, I'm not asking you like you should know, or, or yeah. if, you, if if anything sort of springs to mind. But when we signed uh, Deli Ali, yeah, did they have a problem with that? Uh, what the trust? Yeah. Uh, yes, they did. <laughs> the trust were quite vocal about us having any interaction or any business with Milton Keynes, sure. the club at all. Yeah. Um, every single one of them supports Delhi. Every single one of them, you know. But at the time, I remember there was a little bit of uh, "don't like this." But they, but the, so 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 
they, they they support they support him just like they support Spurs. And I look, it's a it's a tough one because I, I completely understand what you're saying, but they're taking away support from Spurs in that cup game, aren't they? By not how attending, are they, how are they, how are they? So five people saying we're not going to attend because of this. You feel is taking away support? They're, yeah, but they're not. But then they're not saying they're not saying uh, explicitly don't go. Are they? No, but 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 they are suggesting you look at it and and so it's not. It's like that kind of. I'm not <laughs> going to say don't go, but let's see if Mate, you can agree with it, what we're it, thinking. It, it takes me back to if all your friends are jumping off a bridge, do you go? Oh, okay. No, 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 no. I I I understand what you're saying, but they're they're not they're not so. Although they're not like I say, although they're not explicitly saying don't go, they are they are encouraging by people to kind of think about whether to go or not so although it's you're talking about so, four or so five we're, people we're being critical because they're encouraging people to think about something yeah because well no no because the reason why i'm making that point is because um you're saying oh it's only four or five people but they're 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 kind of trying to encourage more than four or five people to possibly not go so they're they taking they're taking away more than just potentially yeah so there is there there, there is a there is a, a, a significant amount of possible support at that game that may not be there because of them of their actions that's what I'm saying which is a direct consequence of the club choosing to play a game in Milton Keynes at a club for the reasons I've just said the trust and every other supporters trust in the country generally have a problem with it's, look, I, I'm not going to. I'm not going to say that. I, I think it's. It was horrible what they did, and I. I you know, I'm not. I'm not. You know, I'm not going. I, I agree. I agree that they. That it was. It was wrong. You know, they. They stole a club. It's. It's, it's horrible. And, and like you say, if you yeah. think about it, if it was like you say, if the team were called Milton Hotspur or Milton Spurs, you'd be like, this isn't my club. Yeah. But but the, at the same time, like my my focus isn't my focus isn't on them. My focus is on Spurs. And if my club. Are playing at a ground doesn't matter what that ground is. If my club, if my club Spurs are playing at a ground, yeah. I want to support them, and that's what and it comes down to for me. So, so let's let's just flip it again. So Daniel Levy retires tomorrow. Enoch decides they're going to sell the club, and the guy's going to buy it, and he wants to move us to Manchester because there's two clubs in Manchester, and he thinks Manchester and Hotspur would be a better team. Do you think the supporters' trust for years campaigning to stop stuff like that happen will be a waste of time then? But no, my, my my point my point is this could happen to any football club and by the trust and other trusts constantly making the stand even if them as individuals would like to go to the game by making the stand and making the point constantly and keeping it in the public consciousness the odds of it ever happening again are diminished do you agree yeah and and also i, I would say that they have got our our um uh, uh, they've got Spurs, you know, our club at their heart. You know, they 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 want to do yeah. what's best for yeah, us. Yeah. So they, they, I I I agree with you. There shouldn't be any anger towards them uh, for what for what they're saying. I, I'm not angry with them. I, like I'm I'm just saying that I'm going to go. Like you know, that's my yeah. choice. I want to support Spurs. And, and but but they, they, I, they I, don't I think I can. I I don't. I'm not part of the trust. Yeah. I think I can speak for them when they say, okay, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Exactly. Yeah. Cheer loud, please. Yes. Yeah. There, there's not one part of the Tottenham Hotspur supporters trust who doesn't support Tottenham. Trust me. Yeah. They don't get paid. Yeah. They give up so much time on our behalf for free constantly. So just to wrap this, I just want to rattle off a couple of things, okay? Because the trust that Graham Roberts calling for them to be disbanded. Yeah, I don't agree. So with let, 
so let me just let me just say a couple of things. The trust successfully campaigned. It was the supporters' trust to allow Tottenham fans to still use the word yids. They also helped and ran the defence cases for anyone against the CPS who were being charged for using the word yid for Tottenham. That was the trust. They also worked with the club to do all sorts of things. Like um, They've worked with the club to get support for safe standing going forward, which is lobbied MPs and there could be a parliamentary debate on it. They've worked with the club to get flags and banners at match days. Um, they lobbied the club for competitive pricing for Champions League matches at Wembley. The group discount packages that were so successful and everyone loved for the last two years, which the club have now dropped, by the way, that was the trust that got that. That was the trust who pushed for that, and they got it. Um, they successfully campaigned to keep Spurs in London for the season. Tottenham were actually looking to move outside of London to play the games because it was cheaper. Mm. It was the trust who kept us and basically Wembley. Um, they argued against price rises for home tickets. They, you know, they've done so much stuff for all of us that they get no credit for whatsoever. I mean, I've got a list here of like another 30 things. I'm not going to rattle them all off, but hopefully people get the picture here that these people are volunteers. They give up their own time. They work tirelessly. Can you imagine having to deal with Daniel Levy? <laughs> no, just, don't want just, to imagine it. <laughs> you know, other clubs hate the guy, and here's our trust who on a regular basis go against him yeah. on ticket pricing, on everything, on behalf of the fans. I can speak from personal experience of like a, just tweeting them something. Can you help a fellow Spurs fan with a problem with their season ticket? They took that on. They helped him. The guy was over the moon. Yeah. It, these people just give up their own time and volunteer. And they have an opinion on something. And they shared that opinion. And it got blown out of all proportion. Yeah. Absolutely all proportion. I get what you said a minute ago. The point of view of they are potentially encouraging people not to go to the game. Well, for me, because I feel quite strongly about the MK Dons and how I would personally feel if we were the MK Spurs or how I would feel. And I would like fans of other clubs to still be very vocal and try and support us to not let that happen. So when we're supporting this or when we're saying we still think that was wrong, then that's just football as a whole saying we don't want to see that happen to us to someone else ever again yeah um and i think it's a point where worth making people won't agree with me that's fine but that's that's my point of view and i've got the mic so <laughs> <laughs> you've got to listen it's, 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 you know, i've seen on social media there's a lot of people complaining about the uh the, the prices for the champions league games and you mentioned that they don't get the package anymore yeah and people are saying look i'm, I'm not going to go like you know i want to protest i'm not going to go and my response is look you know that you you oh, can yeah, that, that's, you're that's you're, right. you're welcome not to go. You know, but yeah. but like again, like you alluded to earlier, the club know that there are other players, the people that will go. So you're not. It's not going to make a massive difference, is it? And for me no. personally, the chance to uh, no, I don't. You know, I'm not going to pay extortion amounts. But if, for example, a ticket is fifty, sixty quid to go and see Barcelona with the likes of Messi, you know, and and the players they've got there. Uh, and uh, you know our players see them clash in, you know in in 90 minutes under the lights of Wembley I would you know I'm going there's no way I'm protesting you know the I'm, opportunity I'm there to watch probably the greatest player in the world yeah in the flesh yeah. go up against Messi oh, yeah. <laughs> I love it it's Excellent. phenomenal I mean Kieran Trippier <laughs> is going to murder it I'm telling you but uh, yeah now look we're ending with a laugh um, 
Mate, that's everything I've got to say. I um, I, I think I, I think I went on a bit. No, I apologise. No, you cover a lot there, mate. And it's important that you say it, you know, because the, you, you know the, you've got the, the trust and and their the, the different outlets. But you know, you, I, I think they, they, like you say, they do a great job. And you know, I, I, I'm not by any means saying that we've got you know thousands of listeners, but we do have a few people listen. And we do. And by you say, and by you, you know, bringing it up, it gets into more of the Spurs fans, kind of, you know. Yeah. Um, in their mind, you know, so it's it's good. We I'm are, glad you covered it. We, we we are growing quite rapidly, actually. Awesome. Um, listeners wise, we're we're we've gone from this kind of uh, hundred trickling into the several hundreds. Excellent. Um, I'd like to kick it up to a thousand by Christmas. Yeah, that'd be good. I think that might be a little bit ambitious. <laughs> I think I might have to give away more than a Spurs shirt <laughs> to get. I think I might have to give away, you know, Dan's virginity or something. <laughs> Um, I don't know, but but speaking of Dan, actually, because I haven't mentioned him yet, Dan, who's been on the podcast a couple of times, next week is going to be our first ever threesome. I don't know why I've just mentioned his virginity and then a threesome in very quick succession. Oh man, I, I clearly need to end this podcast soon. But but we're we're going to go for it, me, Matt, and Dan at the same time. So that could be a train wreck. I'm looking awesome. forward to that. It'll be uh, good. It'll be good. I don't know about that, but it's going to be something. It's going to be three of us, three voices coming at you next week. It's going to be a lot to talk about, as always, uh, because let's face it, being a Tottenham fan is never dull. <laughs> um, a big thank you to everybody for listening. A uh, special shout-out to Laura, who's listening. I'm still not convinced she does. I think she just skims through it, waiting for her name, and then we'll <laughs> listen to that bit. Um, so, Laura, I know you're probably listening. Hello. Hope you're having a nice day. Um, enjoying your Instagramming. <laughs> By the way, when you tweet, when you're on Twitter, you tweet. Facebook, you post. What do you do on Instagram, Laura? Let me know, because I haven't got a clue. I, I wrote a post on our page last night saying, oh, read our tweets, read our posts, look at our website, and go on Instagram where we gram, we Insta, I don't know what we do. <laughs> but yeah, so Laura, please tell me, because I'm not that bright or socially media minded but yeah so anyway a big thank you to everyone for listening like i said we are growing week on week um and which is amazing we're having a lot of fun yeah um, definitely. so so my friend i will speak to you and dan next week take care mate thank you for listening to the spurs news podcast be sure to join over fifty thousand other spurs fans on our facebook page at spurs news Until next time, come on, you Spurs!